Welcome to the Claims Underground Podcast with your hosts, Corey Locke and Troy Willis, where we help policyholders just like you understand your policy and how to navigate through an insurance claim. We advocate for homeowners as well as businesses when insurance companies won't pay. So if you're tired of getting the runaround and ready to find out what's really going on, then let's get down to business and learn from the insurance claims experts, Corey Locke and Troy Willis. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us with the Claims Underground. This is Corey Locke. I'm a public adjuster, 35-year adjuster and public adjuster now. Uh, I'm an expert witness and also a a property damage uh, estimator. Uh, With me tonight is my uh, friend and business partner, Troy Willis. Troy? Hi, everyone. I'm Troy Willis. I am also a licensed public adjuster. I am also a retired builder. I'm a certified appraiser and umpire. I have been in the insurance industry for more than 30 years, and my job is to advocate for policyholders. Today's show that we're going to talk about today are about endorsements. We have covered um, understanding your policies, and that way we've covered the perils on the policy so you know exactly how it applies. And one of the things we need to talk about is endorsements and how endorsements apply to people um, insurance policies. Um, and just to kind of brief of what the endorsements are, and then Corey's going to elaborate a lot more on it in detail, kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about here. Um, endorsements are basically an amendment um, or an addition to the existing policy, which is your contract, um, that changes the terms of the scope um, of the original policy. It changes what was originally printed on what it says it'll do to what it won't do or what it will do. So let's say, for example, if it says that it's covered in an endorsement, it may say it's not covered. And if it says it's not covered in the policy, endorsement may say that it is covered. And what that basically means is just that because endorsements, they used to call them back in the day writers. I think they even call a few of them today. They can be added to a policy. They can be deleted. They can be altered, things of that nature. So it's important to understand that, you know, this contract is a legal binding contract. You need to know how these endorsements play a part on your benefits after you have a loss. So we're going to come to the question today for the people to ask. I'm going to be the people's advocate at this and ask Corey, hey, what is these endorsements on our policy? Because we all like to know. So the endorsement is uh, going to be found on your deck page. The deck page is what lists you as being the contact, your policy period. Uh, It's going to list uh, your policy number, uh, the amount of your coverages, but right under that where it says your coverages, A, B, C, and D, it's also going to list your endorsements by number. It's going to be specific numbers. It may give you a little blurb about what it is, replacement cost contents, replacement cost guaranteed dwelling. Uh, but the first thing that I think you spoke of in, in a prior segment, Troy, is that you start at the first uh, at the front of the sheet and the deck sheet, make sure it's your actual policy because you know, God knows we've run into that before where they send us someone else's policy. So mm-hmm. make sure it's yours. Then flip to the very back. And in the back, that's where the endorsements all are placed. And by the way, I think we didn't hit on this, but I think we need to emphasize when you have a loss, ask for a certified copy of your policy ask for a certified copy of your policy. In California, it's an obligation. Once we make the demand, they have to give us a certified copy of the policy. The insured can make a certified copy of a policy request to the agent. 
But we normally ask that of the insurance company when we come on. So what that means is a certified policy means everything that's part of that policy is in that certification. They certify this is full and correct. You don't want to get some sort of copy or policy, go on down the road and then say, well, you know, you forgot about this endorsement. Well, you didn't give that to me in my policy. Oh, well, we forgot. Well, under a certified copy of policy, you're really kind of forbidden from bringing up stuff that you didn't volunteer as being certified. It's a little bit of a a step that requires you to only ask for a certified copy of the policy. If there's a misstep on the insurance company's part, that's, you know, strike one against them. But it's at the back. You read your policies like this. Endorsement first, or your deck page first. Go to the back. Start reading that all the way till you get to the front. And the reason we say that is if you had to read the regular policy, the boilerplate, the stuff that applies for 50 states, you will be exhausted. You'll be confused. You'll say, how does this apply to me? And why aren't they paying for all this? And what are they talking about basements? Okay, so you start at the back and usually the endorsements are applicable for your state. A lot of times we're going to see the endorsements say California endorsement changes for you know, a policy might be 50 states, but in California, this one requires a whole lot of things that maybe other states don't require. So you'll see in the back changes of, uh, of actual language in the policy that says uh, page two of the policy uh, states is now uh, gone. And this is the language that will apply now. It changes what was said to what will be said and what will be applicable. Too often we've not paid attention to this and carefully, and one of the examples we were told, Troy, back in uh, one of our CAPIA meetings is that if you have a guaranteed replacement cost endorsement where there is an application of uh, more coverage, if you go through your initial coverage, let's say you have initial coverage of $100,000 and you go through that because your loss increases beyond $100,000, you might have an additional replacement cost endorsement that increases that 25%, 50%, 80%, 100%. It's crucial to read that because what may have been written in the main policy on how they will pay it may have been unintendedly changed in the guaranteed replacement cost. Also clue in, it says um, there will be a difference for that, whether or not this changes the limits of liability or is an incurred cost if you should go beyond that initial payment. That's crucial to know. Too often we are told, uh, rightly or wrongly, until we investigate the policy, we'll, we'll know specifically, that, uh, oh, well, that's by incurred cost. We, we have $100,000 we're paying you now, but you have another $80,000 if you actually spend the money. Hmm, hold on. Let's read what it says. If it says the li- the limits of liability have been changed and how the claim gets paid is changed, then your concept of in, you know incurred costs also changes. So this is a typical push that we all need to be aware of. And too often enough, you've got people reading from a script that says, oh, we don't pay for that until they show us they actually spent it. Hmm, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you just need to read this more carefully. And usually, as we found, uh, a policy uh, turns on one word, may or shall. May is permissive. Shall is, re- is required. So 
endorse, endorsements are at the back of change everything, maybe in your favor, maybe not in your favor. But it definitely changes the entire intent of the policy to apply to your jurisdiction. That's so well put. I mean, it's, it's so critical to know those because as you spoke, you know, the policy, definitely uh, the California endorsement policy, you know, one of those examples is mold. Um, and some of the policies it read clearly that they don't have any mold coverage whatsoever. But if you read your endorsement, which is that California endorsement, it lists up to $10,000 in coverage, which, you know, you wouldn't know unless you actually read the policy. And if someone did know, they'd actually been thought, I got mold, it's not covered. I just read the, on page six that it's not covered, but that, you know, it was too drawn out to get to the end because it was like reading a dictionary. So at this point, it's like, you know, it's so repetitive, not to mention it's very confusing to people. Uh, one line say we pay for this, and then you read out of two paragraphs, and then it say we don't pay for this, and it almost looked like the same line you just read. You know, it's 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 just being able to physically interpret what they're putting. And, you know, what I found best when I had to learn to read policies is, is, is take it one step at a time. Read it and understand it before you just read all of it and don't understand it. It's just it's confusing. Read what you read, understand it, and then, and then move on to the next part. And then it falls in the line. And then you can pretty much interpret what it is at that point, if it's right or wrong. One thing that I don't think that will that most people pay attention to, because too many things that we see in front of our face either have a bold face or not a bold face. And you know, insurance policy is very critical to understand. If a word is bolded and in bold, that means it's defined. So go back to the definitions in the policy. So if it says dwelling, it's going to be defined in the policy. If it says other structures and it's in bold, it will be defined at the back of the policy. If it's not bold, it doesn't have a definition. That becomes universal translation of whatever that word is. So too often people will say uh, the word incurred. This has to be incurred. But if it's not defined because it's not in bold face, guess what? We get to use the common understanding of incurred. Now, I have argued incurred means an obligation. It doesn't mean an exchange of money. In fact, that's what lines up with the national public, uh, national uh, insurance commissioners uh, line up with that idea. Incurred, because it's not defined by the policy, is just the general understanding. So let's just say you can't rebuild your house unless you do X, Y, and Z for code. This is usually where this question comes up. Code is uh, always going to be a, a well-thought well out problem. Code is usually defined by the insurance companies as being something that you have to spend money to get back that money. Well, that, that's, that's not necessarily true. Let's look at the definition. It says incurred, but what does that mean? It's perfect, perfectly clear to say, dear adjuster, what does this mean? and put them up on the question, what does this mean? I don't understand that. Or ask your agent, what does incurred mean? And they won't have any basis to say what the policy says because the policy doesn't define it. So now we just go back to what is the reasonable understanding? Start with the dictionary and then go to see if there are other uh, ways to define what incurred are. And I found them and uh, I've argued that uh, successfully that you can't say that this has to be paid out of your pocket. It just means it's an obligation that will, it has to be satisfied, otherwise I can't move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if we was to look at one last question regarding these endorsements, and that would be a quick example of what 
what are endorsements to people? An example of some of the endorsements being, I'll kind of leave that example. You're going to have endorsements on mold. You may have endorsements on the dwelling. You may have endorsements on the contents. It, would you share? Well, we've yeah. seen endorsements that actually change uh, the way how a policy is written. I ran into this uh, before and the carrier had no idea that it was there. There's an endorsement for replacement cost payment, no depreciation. You know, right. there could there could be an absolute rep- uh, uh, change of the policy that pay- takes no depreciation. This could be also applied to contents. That would be a separate endorsement. They pay out the contents at replacement cost. Uh, another endorsement uh, might be um, the guaranteed replacement cost uh, that a- a- elevates all. It could be just coverages A and B. I actually saw a fantastic policy that. Once you have a catastrophe and it goes beyond a certain, uh, you know, the, the threshold of A, then all the coverages rise by the same percentage. So if all your all your coverages rise by 100% because that's the endorsement, hey, that's a great endorsement. If you had to pay an extra 50 bucks a year for that, well worth it. It's always cru- crucial when you're talking to your agent, what are the available endorsements? that I have for my policy. If you're not asking about how do I add on and personalize my policy, you're missing out because you might be missing out on a very small cost in order to uh, cover a very substantial problem. Let's just say mold for one of them. Uh, it might cost you an extra $14 a year to to go from $5,000 in coverage to $50,000 in coverage for mold. Not a, Not a hard choice right there. You can have $50,000 in mold remediation easily, no questions asked. And uh, it's the simplest thing to add on, but you just got to ask for it. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure again, educating the people on different topics of their insurance policies. And today's topic, of course, is what is an endorsement? Uh, We'd always like to leave this show with a thought out for the people for the day. And uh, you want this slot tonight? You want me to take the slot for the thought tonight? What would you like? I'll take the slot because I think it kind of dovetails off off, off what I uh, just said. Uh, the thought for the night is ask your agent, if this was your policy, what would you want in it? Ooh, that was deep. And I hope people take that one for real and take it to the agent. I like that thought for the day. Until next time, people, thank you for joining us at Claims Underground today, and we will see you later. And signing off, Troy Willis. Corey Locke, thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Claims Underground podcast. We hope you enjoyed this segment. If you need more information on insurance policies, feel free to check out our website, www.claimsunderground.com. And remember, when the insurance companies won't pay, we're here to help. Until next time.